to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in, because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Alright everybody, that time has arrived. I'm excited to be here with our friend Bart Sabrell. Now some of you know him, but for those that don't, he is a documentary filmmaker. He's an accomplished author. Years ago he released a video, and that's how I began to follow his work called Something Funny Happened on the Way to the Moon. Great documentary film. He's done an amazing video called Astronauts Gone Wild, where he actually went up and interviewed various uh, NASA astronauts and got them on tape, tried to get them to swear on the Bible that what they did was true, and uh, (laughs) pretty amazing reactions. They didn't want to do it. But um, his most recent work is an awesome book called Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. We want to welcome Bart Sabrell back. Welcome aboard, Bart. Thank you, Shannon. How are you doing? My friend, I am much encouraged. Uh, We've been doing this thing of podcasting uh, coming up 14 years, and it's been a rough ride here recently. But uh, we've recovered, and I'm back to doing some regular shows, so praise God. Uh, Me and the family doing good. How about you? Well, hanging in there, hanging in there, making progress, slowly but surely. Absolutely, and that's difficult today in a world of censorship as we've seen with a lot of the big social media platforms. Um, I'm so thankful to have Bart back on. And um, Bart, there may be some that don't know your story. So uh, I'm going to flip the mic over to you. Do you want to give us a uh, a little overview of your work? And then we'll bring it up to date and talk about um, the book and um, some new film footage that uh, you have released that some may not be aware of. Over to you, my friend. Sure. Well, if, you, if people want to see the film you spoke of, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, they could just go to sabrell.com. That's S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, sabrell.com. They can watch it for free right on the homepage. I grew up, like most people, believing that the moon missions were real. And I think I was about four years old asleep in bed at the time. My father was in the Air Force, and I got this VIP package of, I think, 9 by 12 color prints that became my most cherished possession, pictures of the alleged men on the moon from 1969. And wherever he moved, about every two years, that was like a centerpiece, almost a shrine, you could say, in my bedroom. So I not only believed the moon landings were real, I was gaga over it. When I was about 14, I saw a gentleman who worked at NASA on a television program who said they didn't go. And he had very high security clearance, and he said they bluffed like in poker when you've got a bad hand. It's people that could not do it. In fact, the simplest proof 
that they did not go to the moon is the fact that today, with 54 years better rocket and computer technology, the farthest that NASA can send astronauts to out into space is 1,000th the distance to the moon. So NASA has never kept a schedule a single time in their entire history, except the most complicated, untried mission of all time, they were at a schedule. So back in 1969, when all of NASA's computers combined had one millionth the computing power of a cell phone, they claimed they went a thousand times farther ahead of schedule on the first attempt than they can go today with 54-year better rockets and computers. So what they're really saying is there was a thousand times greater space traveling technology in 1969 than there is today. Well, that's a historical and scientific impossibility. There's never been an instance in the entire history of the world where greater technology was in the past and in the future. Just 10 years after they exploded the first atomic bomb, which was the latest technology, just 10 years later, atomic bombs were 1,000 times more powerful. So if we could go to the moon on the first attempt with one millionth of computing power of our cell phone, we would have been on Mars 10 years later. But uh, basically, uh, I he put me in touch, this guy who produced that show with the man at NASA who said we didn't go to the moon. He said, Bart, you should make it. I for fear maybe they really did fake it and I didn't want to risk my life digging into something that I could be killed for. And another client of mine uh, said they'd get one of my screenplays to a famous producer in Hollywood if I did them a favor I said what favor they said read the Bible so I got a one year Bible and I, over the next five years I read it five times from cover to one to Christian but it developed in me a conviction of right and wrong of a judgment after this life and I realized if they did fake the moon landing that's actually more profound of an event in history than if they'd actually gone I mean think about it the greatest nation on earth that claims to be the bastion of truth and democracy fakes the greatest scientific accomplishment that is their crowning achievement as a nation. They deceive newspapers, TV stations, their own citizens, and embezzle money in the process, and then use that money to murder people who try to expose it, their own citizens. If that's true, then that's so much more profound of an event in human history than if they'd actually gone. And I, when I realized that, I said, I'm going to die anyway, and so I might as well go out in a blaze of glory, and this is worth dying for. This is important for people to know this. And so I made the film. God uh, serendipitously put me in touch with the man who builds rockets for NASA, multimillionaire who anonymously financed my film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, which you can see for free on the homepage of Sabrell.com. And seven years, or three and a half years into this seven-year project, we found classified footage of them faking part of the moon mission right in front of your eyes, dated two days into the flight. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh my gosh, they really did fake it. My book goes into greater detail it's an audio that I read, Kindle or print, and you can get a copy at sabrell.com. And I go into information that I had that I was asked not to put in the film until certain people passed away. 
including my extensive interview with relatives of and the relatives told me that they were murdered by the CIA for not cooperating with fraud at NASA. And so the book contains not only that, those interviews, it contains my personal experiences of basically life and death jeopardy with the CIA. And we also had a, have a deathbed confession of an eyewitness who saw them film Apollo 11, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968 at Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico. So that's my summary. Back to you, Shannon. We are live with the moon man, Bart Sabrell. You know, this is horrible, what was done to us in America. We've been lied to. One of the most important events in history, supposedly, that has happened, and it was faked. Um, Bart, with all the research that you've done, why do you think we did this? I'm talking about the, uh, the American government and CIA. Why did they come out and say they went to the moon when we never got to the moon? What's your thoughts on the rationale? Well, that's a really interesting question. If you remember, Clinton first said he, he did not have an affair, President Clinton. And then when it finally came out, he did. They asked him, why did you do it? And he said, because I could, meaning because I could get away with it. Why did they fake the moon landing? Because they could get away with it. They're so arrogant and criminalized that they kill people in broad daylight, their own president. I mean, the dead man's nephew, Robert Kennedy Jr., he has more access to the JFK files than Oliver Stone does. And if he says with 100% certainty that his uncle was killed by the CIA, I, I believe him. And yes. so we have them willing to kill their own president. The Robert McNamara, who was defense secretary during the Vietnam War, said the whole reason the war started, the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which Congress passed uh, legislation for called the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution to authorize the Vietnam War. He said before he died, that never happened. The entire event that started the Vietnam War that led to the death of 3 million people, including 58,220 Americans, was completely contrived, like the moon landing, by the CIA. So if they're willing to kill their own president, kill 58,220 of their own soldiers, I don't think they have a problem with faking an image of the moon on a television set, you see? And if it weren't for people's emotional attachment to this, they would be more open-minded about it. And now, because you mentioned God there, Shannon, at the beginning of your podcast or broadcast, there was nobody more zealous for the moon landings than me. And in the Bible, there was nobody more zealous for God than Saul. And when he saw somebody who he believed, wrongly, was blaspheming God, he used all of his power and resources and intellect to kill those people and to throw them in jail, thinking he was serving God. So you can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. And you know God appeared to him and said, you know, why are you doing this? I'm the one you're persecuting, the Messiah. And so I went from being the greatest moon landing fan to being the greatest critic because I had an open mind. I had a desire for the truth. I had a willingness to be wrong. God says he opposes the proud, 
but gives grace to the humble. Well, what is pride? Pride is simply the unwillingness to be wrong. And humility is the willingness to be wrong. Shannon, I talked to a college professor teaching aerospace at one of America's oldest universities, and he said, even if he saw an Apollo astronaut tearfully confessing that the moon missions were fake on national TV, the professor said he'd still think the astronaut walked on the moon anyway. Oh, my goodness. Obadiah, that's right. Obadiah says pride blinds you from seeing the truth. And how ironic. Again, if you watch A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon at sabrell.com for free on the homepage, we open up with scripture. Where there is pride, then comes disgrace. Everything concealed is meant to be revealed. Let us build a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. The only reason they started building the Tower of Babel was to show off, and it was never finished. And then, millennia later, they built the largest machine ever built by the hand of man, the Titanic. And they were so arrogant and prideful about it, they put in print the ship that God himself could not sink. Just like the Tower of Babel, just like Jesus warned, an unfinished tower is a rebuke. Tower of Babel never finished. Titanic never made one voyage. And then Richard Nixon, the greatest event in human history, secularly, putting a man on the moon when he knew they were not there. Nixon said, putting a man on the moon is second only in greatness to God making the universe. You see that? This is a blasphemous event. And if you read Revelation 13, there are two beasts. There's a first beast that some believe is located somewhere in Italy. And then there's a second beast that some believe is the United States of America, the bouncer for the first beast. And isn't that what we do? We go around physically destroying nation after nation after nation that won't yes. cooperate, right? Somehow it's righteous to invade Afghanistan halfway around the world, but it's unrighteous for Russia to invade a country bordering it that they're having a problem with. Right. Right? You see that? Uh, that seems a little contradictory, doesn't it? We we have roads, federal roads, that I guess about a quarter of my gallon, 25% of my gallon of gas cost goes for interstate roads and on an interstate road there's a foot deep hole that they keep putting asphalt on every month i avoid it i go and then i couldn't trucks on both sides i hit it destroyed two brand new tires we have school districts that not a single student passes the math exam not a single one and to solve the problem instead of teaching better they lower what an f is I went to a university myself, one of the oldest universities in America, and I was just going for the social, you know, I guess, experience. And I never studied, never took notes, but I liked physics, and so I took a physics exam. I was the second highest grade in the class, but it was still an F. But because of the curve, it became an A. And when rockets wow. blow up, we say the mission was successful because it left the tower. Really? The, the, the Titanic left the dock. Did it have a successful mission? 
You see, I, what, I, there's something major wrong with our country. We have it run by literally a criminal cartel that's faking moon landings. And if you get my book, Moon Man, then you'll see that the CIA is murdering astronauts who did not cooperate with the moon landing fraud. And we paid for that with our taxes. We paid to be deceived about the moon landing, a third of our income, and then we paid the salaries of the CIA agents who murdered our neighbors who were trying to expose it. Isn't our Constitution preceded by the Declaration of Independence, which says when any government becomes destructive of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of the people to alter it or abolish it. Well, what's the first one? Life. They're murdering their own people, not my opinion. It's the opinion of the widow of the man who was going to be the first man to walk on the moon, and he was a whistleblower at NASA. He wouldn't participate in, in corruption. So the CIA killed him, according to his own wife, who I interviewed for four hours. That is released in the book for the very first time, as well as my X-Files encounters with the CIA and the deathbed confession of an eyewitness. In fact, the first thing out of his mouth, Shannon, wasn't the moon landings are fake. The guy's fearing the judgment of God that's hours away. Wow. And he says, and he says, you know, I, I want to repent and I want to confess. And as you know, that's pretty much all you got to do to be forgiven. You got to verbally Amen. confess your sin and you got to make a, a vow, you could say, a pledge to not do it again. He said, first of all, that he was a murderer. And his son said, well, who did you kill, Dad? He said, well, I killed a, a fellow worker at Cannon Air Force Base, another military security guard. And the military police came in to investigate this before the guy died. They, they said, who did you kill? He said, so-and-so. And they said, well, why did you do it? He said, well, we both eyewitnessed the filming of the first moon landing on a fake moon set at Cannon Air Force Base, which is their special ops headquarters. June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968. My co-worker thought it was morally wrong. He was going to tell a reporter, and I killed him to cover it up. And he it, he says he stood beside President Johnson, who was there the first day of filming, who gave him a list of 15 VIP visitors, and only these people were allowed in to observe. He kept it as a souvenir, and I published that list in the book. And some of these people are still alive who I witnessed the faking of the moon landing at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968. It's not a theory they faked the moon landing. It's a fact. And really, Shannon, it's the key to bring down the deep state. I got a book review. If you go to sabrell.com, click on order the book. You can read some reviews. One guy said, if the truth comes out, that the moon landings are fake, it will bring the deep state down because after that, the public will never trust the federal government ever again. You see, it's different than JFK because that's just a matter of who, who did it and why. He's still dead. 9-11, they're still dead. It's just a matter of who did it and why. This is different. This is a positive lie that people wanted to hear. And you'll be taking away that candy and giving them a big pile of manure instead. And that will outrage the public. That's why they are so desperate to make sure the truth about the moon landing fraud doesn't come out. In fact, a year ago, the former Russian director of the space agency, the, national, the NASA equivalent, 
mentioned in his retirement, and I don't think he was supposed to, that the American munitions were fake. The next day, I get a call from Fox News, who's scrambling to produce an hour-long special about the moon landing fraud. And they tell me in advance, before watching my movie, before reading my book, that they will conclude that the moon missions are real. The whole point was to reassure people. And in their hour-long episode, they quote one Russian scientist from 1969 who said congratulations as proof that the Russians believe it's real. They didn't mention that the former director of the Russian space agency said weeks earlier that the missions were real. You see that selective editing? And Fox News is supposed to be anti-deep state. And then RT didn't cover a story that came out a few months ago where there was a big AI convention once a year. The dignitaries that were there were allowed three days access to the most advanced AI, which is a network of AIs connected together called Google's Neural Network. One team had it write a symphony. One had it write a novel. One team fed it into its special deep fake detection program, which has never been wrong, pictures of the surface of the moon from Chinese unmanned probes. It said the pictures are real. And then, in comparison, it sent it and scanned in Apollo pictures from the 1960s. And it said 100% certainty they're fake. Fake backdrop, fake foreground, fake this, fake that. So just a couple of months ago, the most intelligent entity on Earth declared that the moon missions were fake. In fact, I have a video. Go to Sabrell.com. Scroll down halfway. You'll see a video of Putin being told this news. So Putin's the leader of Russia. RT is supposed to be like Fox, you know, anti-federal government corruption. But they don't cover the story. In fact, I tried to put a comment about that story and another AI article today or yesterday, and it wouldn't post a comment. It's posted every other comment of mine. If you go to the translated article, it's no longer there, of the original AI discovery. If you go to the original Russian story, it warns you that if you click to proceed, all the data on your computer will be stolen and you'll be associated with child pornography. Wow. If you, if you click on the story about this is how desperate they know this is very convicting the god of science is man on the moon and the messiah of science is AI and their messiah just said the moon missions are fake and they're doing everything within their power to make sure nobody covers that story amazing amazing Yep. we're live with Bart Sabrell if you're just joining us. He's author of Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. Um, website, sibrel.com, S-I-B-R-E-L.com. You know, the moon hoax is the greatest lie we've ever been sold in America. I mean, 911 compels to, uh, uh, pales in comparison to it. Really, Bart, if, if the truth came out, and it has, but if most people were to embrace the truth, uh, we would never again trust the American government. You said it correctly. And so 
What else have we been lied about, folks? I mean, you know, speaking of JFK Jr., uh, excuse me, RFK Jr., I heard him recently interviewed. I don't know if he was on Rogan or Valuetainment or one of those programs. And he said, hey, look, my father wasn't even shot by Sirhan Sirhan. It was these other folks. And he, he knows how many bullets were fired. He knows uh, the direction you know who came shot from. Him? You know who shot him? Who? His security guard. Look at the lie we've been told all this time. You see, you see that? The man the man assigned to protect his life is the one who killed him. And that's the same with Kennedy, uh, John Kennedy. Absolutely. His own secret service conspired to have him killed. And they destroyed evidence. It was the secret service who immediately removed the windshield and threw it into a furnace that had a bullet hole from the front. Wow. Absolutely. There were multiple shooters. There was one guy in the sewer. And um, yeah, I've been there. I've been there, and uh, there's so much proof. I mean, the, the you know what? The ultimate proof that Kennedy was not killed by Oswald was the fact that Jack Ruby was killed. When you have the assassin killed, so that there's no trial. I mean, come on, something's going on here. How much more proof do you need? And so these people are ruthless. They don't care. And if they were doing this in the 60s, killing presidents, faking wars, faking moon landings, imagine what they're doing now. And the world leader's agenda, out of their own mouth, is to lower the population by 94%. So if there's a room of 34 people, they want to get rid of 32 of them. The good news is, me and you, we're we're among those two they decided to keep. So I'm thankful for that. Well, I... I, uh... A bad joke the, there, sorry. <laughs> you know, I credit the uh, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it says, fear and obey the Lord. And it says, uh, those who fear the Lord and obey him will have angels that will camp about them to deliver them. So, listen, it's Beautiful. only the protection of Almighty God that you're alive. Uh, you have been uh, attacked before by CIA assassins. They wanted to take you out. You need to read about this in the book, what happened to them. They actually kidnapped Bart, drugged him up. He escaped by the grace of God. He's here tonight to do this program because this needs to be told. You know, one theory on uh, why the uh, the Pentagon and the White House and the CIA, these agencies, pulled this hoax was that America was afraid that they were going to lose the space race. Now, we know that uh, satellites have been deployed and, you know, low-Earth orbit Okay, uh, and the Russians were building rockets and doing all these things, and we were left behind in the dust. And the, the theory that I've heard, I want to run this by you, is that the real threat that America saw was that uh, Russia was going to nuke us with one of these uh, missiles that they were building sooner or later, hit us with an atomic bomb, nuclear weapon. And if we can pitch the line and sell it, that we actually have the throw weight to get a man to the moon then surely we have no problem getting a missile over right on Moscow. Do you think there's any credence in that? This was a military operation well, for that purpose? There's certainly credence in that as presented to the American public. The The other half of it, though, is, for example, I know someone personally who works in the command center of the Chinese Space Agency right now, putting probes on the moon for China. He told me 
that everybody there is aware that the moon missions from America were fake and that they are blackmailing NASA for space technology under the table in exchange for not exposing that fraud. Wow. You see, they have, they have pictures of the landing site with GPS coordinates, and there's nothing there. Right. And so they're blackmailing us. And the U.S. government is giving them space technology. Now, that's a violation of the Espionage Act of 1917, I think. Right. And, 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 100, and 100 times worse. That's our own government committing treason, you see. And then why, why did RT not cover the AI story? You think that would have been, at least as a curiosity, you know, dog saves boy's life or, you know, cat eats 100 tomatoes or whatever story you want to come up with. At least even if they disagree, they, you know, would put it in there. They don't put it in there. Why is that? Because the Soviets are blackmailing the United States on the very same thing. The two reasons that people say the moon missions must be real are, number one, well, it involved 100,000 or more people. You can't keep a secret from that many people. Well, you have to look at history. The atomic bomb in World War II was the greatest technology, the greatest secret. And only eight people knew what they were building out of 129,500. No one knew anything except eight people. And Eugene Krantz, the flight director, said out of his own mouth, that an employee in NASA at the command center console can tell no difference whatsoever between a simulation and an actual flight. So it's a bunch of numbers going by on the screen. Amazing. So if an employee at NASA in the command center can't tell the difference between real and fake, I don't think we can from our intelligence set as a 10-year-old. And then the second reason is, oh, China and Russia would blow the whistle. Well, no. I could upload a picture of a world leader with a prostitute and bring them down, and that's it. It's over, and I make no money. Or I could blackmail them year after year after year after year, and that's what China and Russia are smartly doing. That's why RT did not cover the story. You now, see that? that makes sense. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Sure. Uh, and Bart's right. You know, they have a thing called compartmentalized information. Um in my younger years, I'm 54 now, so I was in my 20s. Uh, I was working for the government, and I needed to make some extra money. I was with DOD, and I had a part-time job security officer. really kind of turned him into full-time. I'd work like every night, all, all weekends. Well, there were two other guards at this location. I had the shift on on the weekends that we, we did a 12-hour shift each. One of those dudes was a, uh, his name was Harold. He was a retired CIA, and I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. I could ask him some questions. He's a really nice guy. And I said, what the heck are you doing here? It's a security guard. And he said, I'm going back to school. And this, you know, allows me to get paid, and I can basically spend the whole shift studying because it was a small site. You only had to walk around once an hour, just check the doors and the coffee pots, make sure they're turned off. And uh, I said, hey, Harold, what are you working on? And he said, uh, I'm working on this technology called Buckyball, where you take a molecule and you can inject something else into it Basically, germ warfare is what he told me. And I said, that's interesting. So he was going back to get his uh, chemical engineering degree. And this is what he did tell me. He said, I'm working on some research. And it's part of research being done, let's say, I think it was like 10 universities. And we don't see the whole project. It's compartmentalized. We work on one small piece of the puzzle. So that's the way these intelligence communities work, folks. You can have a project, as Bart said, 100,000 people that are on and nobody knows uh, the full piece. Yeah, I mean, of the and then you also just have to 
think logically, would the CIA, if they're faking the moon landing, be so stupid to tell the guy making the you know the spacesuit glove or the spacecraft door handle, hey, we're really not going to the moon. Be sure not to tell anybody. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's like saying what a bank teller knows about the corruption in the bank and the CEO knows about the corruption in the bank are identical. I mean, come on. The bank teller is clueless. The bank manager is clueless. You see? Only the CIA I mean, uh, knows what's going on, and only the CEO of the bank knows what's going on. A bank teller knows nothing. They're just doing their little allotted job, just like you said, Janet. Absolutely. And speaking of the CIA, uh, it was Alan Douglas, who was a former OSS, and I think he was the first director of the CIA. He was working back during the uh, Operation Paperclip and uh, back at the end of the war, helping get former Nazis into America. America. And uh, JFK didn't like this guy. JFK fired him. And it wasn't long after that that he's assassinated. And the, the stories come out that Dulles never quit as director of CIA. He just went home and he was running the agency. And then, lo and behold, he's sitting on the Warren Commission to uh, look into the yeah. death of his former boss who had fired him because, uh, of you know, Alan Dulles was a loose cannon. Uh, very interesting. And well, I, it's more than interesting. It, it just shows you the degree of depravity in our government that the people who perpetrated the assassination of John F. Kennedy are the ones investigating the crime to see who did it, and obviously not convicting themselves. Exactly. That's how bad it is. Not only did our own government kill the president, the entity, the CIA, that killed him was part of the, quote, investigation to frame Oswald. I mean, if that's not utter corruption to the greatest level, just like a man's security guard being his assassin. That's how disgusting this situation is. And people are defending the moon landing. I, I did Glenn Beck's radio show a couple of months ago. Oh, he had me on audio only for 10 minutes. Really? And then, then he had an Apollo astronaut on for an hour on video. There's only one Apollo astronaut who claims to be a Christian. And, of course, the Bible warrants multiple times in the New Testament there are wolves in sheep's clothing claiming to be Christians, but they're not. And so Glenn Beck's audience are all Christians, or most of them. So after it comes out that the Russian uh, you know, director said the moon missions are fake, they put him on there up in front and reassuring people. They have to believe him because he says he's a Christian, so he must be telling the truth. And Glenn Beck fawns over him, kisses his feet for an hour, when the guy is accessory to multiple homicides of innocent people. Well, and Glenn and Glenn Beck's mind, I know America has gotten bad, but at least we went to the moon. I think And if he only knew how bad it was. I'm going to step out here. I think Glenn Beck is a CIA agent. Uh, he's also Mormon, isn't he? And I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I, I think they should call that religion more women, shouldn't they? Instead right. Instead of more men. Right. Because they like to have multiple wives. But anyway. The reason I mention that is uh, there was a second guy who worked with me. I told you there's three of us security guards. One's former CIA. Nice dude. The other guy was a Mormon. And uh, not that I don't dislike Mormons, but he said that at his uh, church where he goes, uh, many Mormons are there. And he said many Mormons actually work in the say, and they hired them because uh, they say they're more trustworthy 
they don't drink, uh, you know, they don't play around with the women, they don't drink coffee, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I don't know if that makes you more trustworthy or not if you don't drink coffee, but... <laughs> um, it, it does if you're a drone. But, um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> coffee and alcohol and things like that. You know, back. I think again, you can be agent. sincere and be sincerely wrong. Most people at NASA, 99.999% of people who worked on the moon mission thought they were going to the moon. Yes. The, the computer operators and command center did not know. And if you watch, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon at the homepage of Sabrell.com. Yes. In the first few minutes of the film, you'll see this dolly or tracking shot, as we call it, past all the consoles seconds before they go to the moon for the very first time. And instead of working, all those people are kicked back watching the television screen, doing nothing, actually. Folks, uh, except watching on television. Bart has footage that the government gave under the Freedom of Information Act, and they sent him some reels that they didn't even know they had in their collection. He's got the evidence. And he's actually, in the other, other film he's done called Astronauts Gone Wild, went and confronted one of the astronauts with the evidence. And what was the guy's response? Well, we put up a TV monitor and we showed him this footage. Again, you can see it for free at sabrell.com. It's dated two days into the flight, and they're using a one-foot model of the Earth to make it look like the Earth is floating in space to prove they're looking back at the Earth at this great distance. The fact is they cannot leave Earth orbit. We caught them faking being halfway to the moon, which means they can't go halfway to the moon. They can't leave Earth orbit. What a surprise. 54 years later, they still cannot leave Earth orbit. That's why there's mannequins orbiting the moon. In fact, one of the clips, my book is interactive. Wow. If you go to if you go to sabrell.com and click on the top left button, you can see all these video clips for free. One of them is NASA saying the technology to go to the moon through lethal radiation that most people don't know exists and come back through the radiation and survive, that that technology has yet to be invented. So we found this footage that if you pop in, it says on the screen, do not show to the public. And the lights come up, and you see that not only are they using a one-foot model to mimic the Earth floating in space, there's a third track of audio of the CIA prompting the astronauts not to speak to NASA until they count off a four-second fake radio delay to make it appear that they're farther than Earth orbit, which is all that they went and never left. And here we are 54 years later, and no one has left Earth orbit since, because they can't. And one of the clips in my interactive book is NASA admitting that there's this huge radiation field, you know, a thousand miles up. The space station is only at 250 miles, 30,000 miles thick. It's deadly. And the technology to go through it to the moon and back has not been invented yet. Therein lies the problem. Uh, We can't get past the Van Allen belt. Is that what it is? That's right. And I, so I show this footage in one of the clips in Astronauts Gone Wild, which is one of the clips at sabrell.com. And I put up a TV monitor in front of Apollo astronaut Edgar Mitchell, who spent his whole life, you know, saying that aliens are real, right? Another, another topic. And they're about as real as the moon landing. So Stephen Greer goes around saying aliens are real. And his number one proof that aliens are real as the Apollo astronauts told him so. Now, if the guy doesn't have the ability to discern that the moon missions are fake, because he thinks they're real, then he certainly can't tell whether aliens are real. So if he's wrong 
about the moon missions, I say he's wrong about aliens. And if the and if the Apollo astronauts are lying about the moon landing, then they're lying about the aliens too. You see, but anyway, I put up this TV monitor. I show him the fake footage. He turns beet red. Where did you get this? Literally assaults me on camera. And in the and in the commotion, we leave a high quality wireless microphone on him. And in the commotion, my camera guy is so startled, I was just assaulted by an astronaut after I proved that his mission was fake. He forgets to stop record on the camera. So we have this big beta cam camera or DB cam, whatever it was, in the back of the rental car and the astronaut's driveway. And inside his house, with the door closed, he's still wearing the wireless microphone. And the camera's still recording the conversations between him and his son in the house with the door closed. Months later, when the film secretary did transcripts of these interviews, and there's like six Apollo astronaut interviews and astronauts gone wild. She calls me up frantically and says, do you know what's on the tape and their private conversations in their house before you U-turned and got your expensive microphone back? And I'm like, I don't know what. She says, they're talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. That's right. I said, yeah, that's funny. She says, no, Bart. They're talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. I'm like, that's funny. She says, Bart, you're not listening to me. They're talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. And sure enough, they are. I heard the conversation. The, the boy said to his dad, he says, Dad, you want me to call and let's get him whacked or greased? One of those two words? He says, he says do you want to call the CIA and have him whacked? Now, the Bible says if someone issues a curse and it is not deserving, it will fall back on the person who issued it. His son who tried to have me killed, died of cancer at the age of 26 a few years later. Wow. Wow. Folks, this is a true story. You can see this footage for yourself. you got to get this book. You deserve to know the truth. Now, I want to take you back to the uh, the base yeah. where the moon landing was faked. Um, and to give people kind of an idea, uh, if they've seen Capricorn 1, there's a soundstage set up they have everything set up there with movie cameras, and they fake it. And the astronauts in that show, they, they find out, and they, they hunt these guys down and kill them. They don't want to be part of the lie. I mean, this is kind of the, the true story here of uh, how this thing went down. It was filmed in a hangar. Uh, would that be a true statement? They filmed it? Absolutely. And, and the film, cap basically, people in Hollywood saw, like I did as a filmmaker, that the moon missions that they claimed were lit in sunlight were really lit with electrical light. In fact, I did a three-minute film called The Moon Landing Fraud in Three Minutes. It's on the homepage at sabrell.com for free. And I show that shadows and sunlight should always be parallel, meaning if you go out in the uh, sun and stand in a yard or your parking lot on a cloudless day or two trees or two telephone poles or two people... The shadows are always parallel. It's impossible for them to intersect in sunlight. Well, I show a picture of allegedly them on the moon and objects five feet apart are intersecting their shadows at 90 degrees. So people in Hollywood saw that the moon missions were fake because the lighting was lit with electrical light, which means they're on Earth. So they made a film about a fake Mars landing to not be blasphemous. And the odd thing is, not only was it really shot in an airplane hangar, just like in the film, Elliot Gould's character is kind of a parody of me. 
he worked at an NBC station and was fired for investigating the story of the Mars landing falsification. I worked at an NBC station and I was fired for working on the moon falsification story. His brakes and accelerator were tampered with in his car. My brakes and accelerator were tampered with in my car. Wow. And we find out that every military branch, Marines, Air Force, Navy, Army, they have their special ops headquarters or intelligence CIA type division. Well, the CIA version of the Air Force is located at Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico. And I pulled out an old interview I did with the man at NASA who said we didn't go to the moon. And he said the entire thing was supervised by the United States Air Force. And sure enough, it was shot at the United States Air Force's special ops base Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico, according to an eyewitness who stood beside President Johnson while they were filming it, who confessed as he was dying. He eyewitnessed it and even murdered a co-worker to cover it up. It was filmed June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968 that they brought in for weeks fake lunar soil, fake moon equipment, fake uh, lunar lander, fake black backdrops, and built a fake lunar set for the television production, which was filmed a year before they went. He even told us the code name, which President Johnson personally came up with. Now, when something is easy, you call it a slam dunk. Well, the way to guarantee that the moon mission would be successful, 100% guarantee, would be to fake it. So Johnson called it Operation Slam Dunk, and that was the code name for the first fake moon landing fraud. Now you need to add this part to the story. Um, You've actually got videotape footage that the listeners out there can watch themselves from the son of the man uh, who did this. And this man um, recounts all this on tape and he told you basically you got to sit on this until he's dead. Is that true? Is that how the story played out? That's true. Release it. Uh, the, the son of the man who I witnessed the filming of the moon landing fraud uh, gave me detailed information, and he himself, uh, during uh, his conversations with me over a one-year period, he had CIA agents show up at his house and threaten to kill him and his family for talking with me about his father's participation in the moon landing fraud. This was about two years ago. The White House was involved in investigating this the wow. whistleblower being threatened so was the FBI and so was the United States Senate Intelligence Committee did an investigation on my investigation this Amazing. was about two years okay. ago now didn't the agency also hit his house and steal his tapes and uh, computer equipment too if I recall Yeah, yeah. they confiscated everything associated with his father we did a Freedom of Information Act on his father in the Air Force a little bit late, and they say no such person ever worked in the Air Force, but we have a picture of him in his Air Force uniform, his son saying he lived right across from Cannon Air Force Base where his father worked, and even his tombstone says United States Air Force. He was the chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base, but when they got wind of our investigation, they scrubbed his record like he never existed. Oh, I need to bring this up. Um, there was an astronaut 
who was ready to come forward, and I think he was going to tell the truth. It turns out he was a Christian man. I think his conscience was hurting him. Colonel Jim Irwin, can you tell a story about your your connection to uh, Colonel Jim Irwin, the man who said yeah, before, he had walked on the sure, moon? Sure, before I hit the scene, kind of the spearhead of we didn't go to the moon investigation was a gentleman by the name of Bill or William Casing. He wrote a book in the early 70s called We Never Went to the Moon. He was my source at NASA, who worked there for six and a half years, who had high security clearance, only second to Von Braun. And he said he read a memo from Von Braun to the Pentagon warning them that they were not going to be able to go to the moon by the end of the decade like Kennedy promised. He said it's a virtual impossibility. So they decided to fake it. So Bill Casey, you know, was the one who was the spearhead of this. So you can imagine my surprise if right now I get a phone call coming in and it's Buzz Aldrin calling me rather right. than me tracking him down, right? Yes. So in August of 1991, Bill Casey was the leading investigator into the moon landing fraud before I hit the scene. And in August of 1991, I guess after he did the Oprah show, the astronaut called up Bill Casey and said that he had just become a born-again Christian and that they needed to have a very serious talk about the accusations in his book about the moon landing fraud. James Irwin said he was concerned for his safety and said, I want you to call me at this number three days from now. Well, on that day, the astronaut had a fatal heart attack. God have mercy. He was going to spill the beans. That's right. Definitely. Now, people need to understand that these astronauts are all military officers. They have secret clearances, probably top secret and above. And um, these aren't civilians that were supposed to be going on these missions. These are actual military personnel. These are treated as military missions, and they have to follow orders. And do you think it's, it's probable that... Um, Several of them did not want to participate in this lie, but they had no choice. They would have been court-martialed and maybe sent to Leavenworth, or they knew worse. Everybody everybody has a choice. Uh, you know, it's like with this uh, alleged medicine of what was going on for the last three years. Right. A medicine that people are being coerced to take for an illness they don't even have. Right. Nobody anywhere was forced to take it. Nobody was held down and injected with that medicine. Now, they were threatened. You're fired if you don't take it. But it's still a decision to trade money for truth or yes. what is right. The most repeated commandment in the Bible is do not fear. It's in there 365 times, one for every day of the year. And it says, I believe in Romans 14, 28, that anything without faith is sin. So the opposite of faith is fear. So fear is sin. Why do people submit to tyranny? Because they don't believe in God. They don't believe in an afterlife. Therefore, this world is all that they have. And they'll do everything in their power to protect it. What good is it to gain the whole world and forfeit your soul and when Jesus says I think in Matthew 24 or 25 in the last days it'll get so bad that unless God intervenes no one would be saved I take that to mean the evil people are going to win and so what does it say in Acts 2 save yourself 
from this corrupt generation. It's the reason I went from originally turning down the project for fear of my life. I said, look, maybe they did fake the moon landing. If I start overturning these rocks, it could be dangerous. I want to have a wife and family someday. I turned it down. Five years later, after reading the Bible five times from cover to cover, I said, if they faked it, it's morally wrong. It is worth dying for. I'm going to die anyway. So people need to take a stand like our founding fathers and mothers do, especially the people in the government who know the moon landing was fake and know other things are deceptions, murders, and corruption. They need to come forward and admit what's going on, even if they're responsible for murders themselves. I believe, and I would say, they should be granted amnesty for telling the truth, even of homicide, because the truth is more important than persecuting an individual who's going to face death and God and judgment anyway. People need to realize we're going to die, all of us, and even if there is no God, do you want to be remembered for all time as a coward, right? Do you want to be a coward? Do you want to give in out of fear? You see, why do people take the medicine that for an illness they didn't have? For fear of death, and the medicine ended up killing them. You see? Yes. Who killed Kennedy? His own security guard. You see? Whatever you fear, it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. We need to have people like our founding fathers and mothers who are willing to die for what is right. And the reason there's so few people to do that is there's so few people now who really believe in God. If you really believe in God, you don't care if you die. You're going to die anyway. Who cares? Kill me. So what? Brother, what a uh, awesome program today and a great way to end this show. That's straight up truth, folks. We do not need to fear except fear the Lord and obey Him. And... Uh, I want everybody to get this book. Uh, Bart, uh, give out your contact information, uh, where they can order this from you, and uh, how they can support your work. Yeah, just buy a copy of the book. I also have a podcast that's only $10 a month. I do one podcast every week about alternative media, a second one for $20 a month. That's called End Time Church about spiritual things. And again, the book, which reveals all this new information, is on audio, which I read kindle or print it's interactive with 17 video links read a chapter watch a video read a chapter watch a video and all of this is available at sabrell.com i'm getting my kindle copy right now go to sabrell.com uh, my friend thank you for coming on tonight i want to get you back on again soon god bless you i know we have more to talk about and um, thank you for making time for us tonight bart no problem shannon god bless god bless you brother Bart Sabrell, fascinating guy. His story is true. Get the book and watch these videos, and you'll be a true believer because uh, he lays it out. It's out there, folks, and for the government to do this, they can't be trusted. We can't trust them now, sadly. Our own government pulled the Nord Stream pipeline bombing. I mean, we've just got... It's, it, you chalk it up, there's evil people serving Satan that would do anything to hold on to their power. But in the end, they're going to lose. And you and I are going to win if we're in Jesus Christ and we will stick with Jesus to the end. Okay, we're going to go to our next program. Pastor Joseph Ferrara coming up next. Let me reset. 